0: Love
1: talk radio hello and thank you for tuning in to creating a championship standard of living i am your host mr miles w miller and i want to thank you for coming out tonight uh this is march 21st 2009 this is like the the 7th week that we've been in this now we we've, we've been together for 7 weeks now and i thoroughly appreciate you i've been getting rave reviews Uh, from the listeners people who have listened to the show live and people who listen to the podcast and i want to thank you because i can't do this without you and i appreciate you for for coming out and i appreciate you for telling your friends that we're here on the radio before we go any further as i do every week i always thank god for the opportunity to be able to talk to you and to be able to you know give you tools and wisdom and things that can help you in your life and i in in doing so, I turn this over to His Holy Spirit now, that He'll use me for your good. And I thank you again for the opportunity to be here. Today's show is going to be very, very, very dynamic. I have some great guests are going to come on here today. I have a, a another lesson that I'm going to give you. Uh, I know I promised you last week that we were going to talk about um, uh, the force of favor. Well, we're going to do that next week instead, but this week we still have a dynamic show planned for you nonetheless. Um, I am going to teach you today on what the topic of our teaching lesson today is, It's a Big Deal. And the reason why I say it's a big deal is because today I was going over some, some notes and somebody was supposed to do something for me and they didn't get a chance to do it for me. And I was telling them, oh, okay, no, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. And when I thought about it later, it was like, well, no, it is a big deal because it was something that really was really really important, and I needed it done, and it didn't get done like I needed it to, and it it was a setback. And in saying it's a big deal, I want you to get in your mindset that anything that's important to what you to your destiny, it's a big deal. We may try to downplay it so we don't make other people feel you know, inferior insecure things like that. But anything that is important to you, anything that's important to your destiny, it's a big deal. It matters. And I'm gonna give you uh five keys here for things that are, are a big deal. And I want you to, to, to listen, you know, take notes, write this stuff down. And this this is only to wet your palate and get you going in, in that in the direction of thinking about, you know, your goals as being important. And we're going to get started. First things first I want you to know that it is a big deal how you talk to yourself and others. It is a big deal how you talk to yourself and others. This is one thing that a lot of people that I coach downplay a lot and it's that the the language and how you talk to yourself and how you talk to other people the language you decide to use is very important. The words you choose to speak are very important. They're powerful. Either they're going to build up or they're going to tear down. And it's a big deal how you talk to yourself and how you talk to others because whenever you speak words out of your mouth, they have life. And you want to speak life to yourself. You, don't, you want to speak life to your dreams. You want to speak life into the dreams of other people as well. You don't want anybody around you who would you know take their the words that they let come from their mouth to destroy you or to even destroy themselves, you see someone who's self destructive well hey, anybody who can't respect themselves, you definitely shouldn't be around them either. you know you can pray from pray for them from afar, but after that, you know you have to take you know inventory of your own resources and and understand that hey, that's not really worth um wasting your time on um so it's a big deal how you talk to yourself and in one way i i t- you know, choose to talk to myself. I talk to myself, you know, I look in the mirror and I, I, I say affirmations, I say conf- um, confessions. I, I make, I go through the Bible and I come up with scriptures and sew them together to make confessions, you know, powerful confessions, you know, even using God's word to help me, you know, stay focused on my goals or help me to, you know, realize that there's I'm, I can do all things through Christ. I can do, there, there's nothing impossible. My dreams and my goals are very doable. And I know the same is true about you. Your dreams and your goals are very doable, and they're very, very much something that can be accomplished, and you have to keep reminding yourself of that. You have to keep telling yourself that. You have to keep focusing on the fact that you can do this, and you want to, the words to come out of your mouth and say the exact same thing. So it does matter, and it is a big deal how you talk to yourself and others. It's also a big deal how you talk to others because you, want, you should look at that other person as yourself. And how would you want somebody to talk to you? Would you want somebody berating you and, and tearing you down every time they got a chance to? I doubt that very seriously. In fact, I can almost guarantee you that you don't want that. So in choosing the words you say to someone else, look at that person as if that person is you. And I know that I personally don't like being berated. I like I don't like being torn down. I love being when people affirm me and when people you know, give me compliments and things like that. So I have a, a knack now for, for looking at people and walking up to people and, and just saying just saying encouraging words, just saying, you know what, that's a nice blouse you have on, or, you know, that's a nice hat you have on. Just giving people a compliment because those little compliments could could just short-circuit something bad in their life for that one moment, and you can make their day. So it's a big deal how you talk to yourself and others. The next thing, it is a big deal who you connect with. It's a big deal who you connect with. In this lifetime, you're going to have many people who who want to be a part of whatever it is you're doing. It's just, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. You're going to have many people who want to be a part of whatever it is you're doing. And especially if you're moving in in the direction of your passion, and the direction of your dreams, people are scared sometimes to step out on their own. And when you do it, it makes them feel a little bit inferior to themselves because, or inferior to you because you had enough gall to step out on something that, that you wanted to do, and sometimes a lot of people won't have that same tenacity and won't have that same faith. And sometimes when people can't see it for themselves, they're trying to tear it, out, tear it away from you. And you have to make sure the people that you're connected to are people who are dream builders, people who, who affirm, people who... You know if if you don't they don't know the answer at least they'll pray for you at least they'll pray for you to be covered and pray for you to be protected as you go forward on the assignment and those are those are the people that you need to be connected to you need to be connected to somebody who doesn't see you as uh how can I put it they don't see they it's not somebody that sees you as a threat to them necessarily, but they see you as a person who who you know who's trying, who's who's trying to be all that they can be, who's trying to to live out their God-given abilities, who's trying to be everything they've been called to be by God. And you want to c- continue to keep yourself connected to those types of people because I can tell you right now, negative energy is it's draining and it zaps pe- zaps you from in- zaps energy from you. But the positive energy is so refreshing and it, it it helps to clear your mind, it helps to relieve stress, it helps to to do all types of things that are beneficial for a dreamer and a visionary so remember it is very 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 important and it is a big deal who you connect with also there are many people that that are waiting to connect with you who actually are in a position to help you get closer to your destiny they're in a position to help to unlock doors for you and they're waiting to connect with you because they are a divine connection for you and in, and them being a divine connection, it's for it is their duty <laughs> it is their a divine assignment to help you. But you have to be in a position to to receive them. You have to have it in your mind that, that you're looking for your opportunities. We talked about this last last couple of weeks that you have to make your breaks. You have to you have to speak out things that you want. Instead of speaking out things you don't want, speak out what you do want. Speak out opportunities, speak out peace, speak out love, speak out joy. And watch Doors open up for you. There, like I said, there's people that want to connect with you that have your destiny in their mind, in their heart, and they want, to, they want to do it because it's in them to help you. So it's a big deal who you connect with. Find people to connect with that, are, that have their head on straight and that want to be a blessing and not a curse. Thirdly, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal how efficiently and effectively you execute your plans. It is a big deal how effectively and how efficiently you execute your plans. First things first, in order to efficiently and effectively execute plans, that means you actually have to draft plans. That means you have to have a plan of action that you're going to take for your life. It's very important that you have a plan because if you don't know where you're going, well, the Bible tells us that people perish for lack of vision. You have to have a blueprint. You have to have at least a starting point for what you plan to accomplish in this world. And if you can keep the blueprint, if you can keep the plans, you know, you can actually, you have to have something to to give to God for him to to multiply. And, and, And it starts with your plan most times. You may not have the money to, exec- to to step out the way you want to, but you can you can definitely come up with a plan, a plan of action, and that plan of action definitely definitely needs to be written. It needs to be visible where you can see it. So it is a big deal how efficiently and effectively you execute your plans. I actually before I came to Atlanta, my mother gave me a. A green wristband I keep it on, it's been on my wrist since I moved down here. that's been three years ago now, and this wristband says, Reach your goals, and every time I look at this wristband, it empowers me it empowers me to, to go get it. It empowers me to, to to reach my goals. But here's the thing: if I don't set goals, I can't reach goals. So set a plan, and then, after you set that plan, effectively and efficiently execute it. And, and ways to execute efficiently and effectively it also would include mentorship, you know, um, prayer, guidance from uh, your spiritual leaders, your pastor, things like that. Those are all part of the plan, but at least have a starting point. Ha- start off with a plan. The fourth thing, it is a big deal what you watch and listen to. It is a big deal what you watch and listen to. It is almost impossible to watch something negative and not have it affect you. I'm going to repeat that. It is virtually impossible to watch something negative and, and not have it affect you. I personally, and this is just me, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but this is me personally. I don't watch news. I can't watch, I don't like watching news because I, I get tired of seeing you know reports of of negative stuff happening and it's just not good it's just not good for for me personally um, i i i prefer not to do, to watch news and in not watching the news it gives me energy it gives me energy it gives me positive energy because now i'm foc- i take that time to focus on something more more energetic more positive, more creative you know the time I, that I could be watching the news. I I may go on YouTube and watch uh, a, a video about affirmation. I may go on on YouTube and watch, you know, motivational speakers like Les Brown and Zig Ziglar, and just get empowered. Versus sitting there watching, you know, redundancy of bad news and 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 with no hope in sight. Those are those are really bad places to be in life. So conversely, it's also important. Well, not conversely, but in the same line, it's also important what you listen to because what you're listening to is affecting your spirit and it's affecting what you believe and it's affecting it's affecting what you think and it's affecting what you what you're imagining because your imagination is very powerful you need your imagination to be creative, so that means you have to you have to gear your imagination towards creative things and 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 positive things in order to effectively you know create good stuff and bring good things to life. So it is a big deal what you watch and what you listen to. And lastly, it is a big deal what matters to you. It is a big deal what matters to you. Now, a lot of people will tell you things that, um, you know, you have to sometimes, a lot of people are scared to be proudful and things like that, but it's okay if you have a dream, you have a goal, and you have a vision. It's okay to think about it. It's okay to to put things in place for it. It's okay. Because those things matter to you. If if you if you've been hurt, that matters to you. At that point, let's find some find a way that we can help you. Let's get some solutions for you. But don't just hold things in and don't and and not let things get done because you don't think they're important or somebody else may may have told you that's not a priority. But if it matters to you, it is important. If it matters to you, it has just become a priority. Those things that are important to you have to, be, have to be dealt with. I know a lot of people, you know, especially in the African-American community, we don't address mental health issues like we should. And the truth of the matter is a lot of people are, are being beaten up in their emotions and in their mind because these things matter to them, but they won't talk about them. And I'm telling you, if it's something that is on your heart that matters, there is help for you. There are people that that are are geared to get you to where you need to go. And I just, I want to thank you for this opportunity to share this with you. And this is, like I said, this is only a, a beginning. I'm going to expand this list, and we're going to, you know, I'm going to create a workbook to let you know it is a big deal what matters to you. It is a big deal what matters to you. It is a big deal how you talk to yourself and others. It is a big deal who you connect with. It is a big deal how effectively and efficiently you execute your plans. It is a big deal what you watch and listen to. Now, I thank you for this. I thank you for this opportunity. I know this is going to be a, a blessing to somebody. So we're going to go forward now. And, um, you know, each week we I give you, a presidential wisdom, a quote from President Barack Obama, that we use to, um, to as encouragement. I want you to listen to, you know, when you replay this podcast. I want you to listen to this this quote. I want you to even write it down and put it on your wall because this is a good. This quote I have for you this week is good. This is a, it's a repeat, but it's a it's a good one because I think you really need to hear it. And I'm going to start. We need to internalize this idea of excellence. Not many folks spend a lot of time trying to be excellent. I'm going to repeat that again for you. We need to internalize this idea of excellence. Not many folks spend a lot of time trying to be excellent. And one more time, i want to repeat it to you one more time. We need to internalize this idea of excellence. Not many folks spend a lot of time trying to be excellent. Whatever your endeavors are in life, strive for excellence. Let the spirit of excellence be your guide. Put forth your best effort first. You know, don't wait to the last minute to do anything. Put your best foot forward And, and what you'll notice is that things will just start improving. You know, your quality of life will improve and things will look up for you. But you have to, you have to Move in excellence because excellence will move you from, from place to place, from, from plateau to plateau, from height to height, and you won't even understand it. It'll, it'll seem almost effortless, so you have to internalize the idea of excellence. So, we're going to move forward in the show. Um, like I said, today I am excited. I have some wonderful guests, I have some absolutely phenomenal guests on. The show today, Um, it is very, um, I'm like honored to be here today as the host of this show because I get to sit back and get taught myself. (laughs) Um, My first guest is uh, just a dynamic writer. He he hails from Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City. He is a power player. When I say power player, I mean he he, he gets stuff done. He's a power player in the contemporary urban literature, genre. This young man is a published author of two dynamic books entitled Karma and the Learning Curve. Let us welcome to the show Mr. Haseem Connor.
2: How you doing, Miles?
1: Hi, I'm great and you to say, sir.
2: I'm pretty good. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. I truly appreciate it.
1: Oh, man, it's, it's absolutely an honor. I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm honored that you were able to do it because <laughs> I know you're a busy man.
2: Uh, uh anything from for you, especially with you coming right from home.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's good to have you down here as well.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got to connect down here, man. This, this is—I mean—we're we, not down here by accident.
2: <laughs> you're absolutely right. We we must do some things together.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I'm—I want the people, audience to get a, a a feel for what you do. So you're a dynamic writer. You have some some books published now. What motivated you to begin writing?
2: Well that that that's a funny story. Um Um it, it, it's really actually a funny story. Uh I've been decent. Uh I've been getting compliments since I I would go as far back as to say middle school. Okay. About my writing ability. Um, I never took it seriously. Okay. And and that was a mistake on my part. But I had a friend, a a real close friend, uh, not sure if you know her, Nakia McGee, I I have to shout her out. Okay. Uh, She (laughs) introduced me to reading urban fiction and and authors like Zane, Carl Weber, Air Jerome Dickey. Okay. Uh, She introduced me to a a great deal of authors. Okay. Um, And as I was reading their books, uh, I ran across one that unfortunately I can't remember at the time, but... I ran across one that didn't give me the same excitement that the others had given me. And me and her went back and forth because that was one of her favorite authors. And I told her that it just didn't do it for me. So she challenged me to, to actually write something that was better. Okay. And that was pretty much the beginning of me writing karma. Um, I wrote the first 50 pages, and I showed it to her, and I also showed it to my mother, and they absolutely insisted that I finish writing the book. Okay. And that gave us the first novel.
1: Wow. Wow. And it's like, you know, somebody was there to challenge you, to challenge the greatness inside of you to, to go ahead and do it.
2: Right. And and I I truly needed that challenge because if it wasn't for that, I, I would probably be still doing a little bit of nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And we we're thankful. I I wanna thank them too because I know like I said, you're a power player now in this in this genre and people are you know, you're getting ready to start turning people's heads. I already know it. I'm, well thank
2: I'm you. I appreciate that. that.
1: Um, are there um I know as a writer myself, you know, sometimes I, I may feel a little bit unsure about being able to accomplish anything I set out to do as as a writer. Uh, what or who has helped you to believe that you can complete your books and um when those times arose, I mean, w- were they able to, 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 was it maybe like a word they gave you or, you know, uh, they encouraged you just by, you know, being present? I mean, let the audience know how that happened.
2: Well, it's funny that you ask because I I was listening to you um, just speaking a, a couple minutes ago, and you said <laughs> something that, like it's important what you feed yourself, what right. you listen to, and, and I too, I, I I don't, I refuse to watch the news as well. Right. So we agree in, in, in that uh, aspect. Um. I don't believe I had the traditional uh, words of wisdom or 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 help, you might say. Okay. I, I pretty much fed mostly off the negativity because I knew this was something that. I mean, us both being from Detroit, you know what, I know what type of people I usually hung around. Right. And the oh, yeah. people that I attended I, I that I tend to hang around were, weren't the type that wrote books. Right. In, per se. <laughs>
0: so,
2: with that said, I knew it was a certain dynamic of, of people that didn't expect this from me. So, I, I, I pretty much fed off that non belief.
1: Okay. Wow. And there's a lot of people who they need to hear that is, you know, it's really important who you're connected to, who who's feeding you because you don't want anybody around you who who's going to feed your doubts. You oh, want people exactly. out there that's going to feed your faith and and there's a lot of people out there who who don't do stuff, who can't who don't get up and get it. But we right. need people, I mean like Mr. Connor here, we need people who, you know, who who step out on faith and it, like he said just want He had his his, his support group there His mother His friend To support him And say hey You know you can write this book This is good stuff Right And you know And today You know this With this radio show We're here to tell you That whatever it is Inside of you That you know You feel confident In doing Or you you may have Just have a dream Of doing something Step out of faith And do it And you never know What can happen I mean you can Like I said You can end up Being a power player In a genre (laughs) And
2: I appreciate that
1: (laughs) But, Haseem, what were the biggest obstacles that you had to overcome with uh, publishing your books?
2: I think um, one of my biggest obstacles would would definitely be the lack of knowledge that I had when I I first started going into it. Um, I didn't do – I don't believe I did enough research before I I committed to – one publishing company. I don't believe I I had enough of the business mind intact to pursue writing the well, publishing the book at the time. Okay. I, I wish I had a chance to sit back and actually have a couple options before agreeing to go with my first publishing company. Um, another one of my biggest problems would be my lack of patience. Okay. I I tend to be, especially with the first book, I sat back and I said, okay, it took me about, I don't know how long it usually takes authors to write books. I've heard some authors say as as long as two years, as long as five years, and as short as three months. It took me about nine months to finish Karma from beginning to end, so after I finished it, I was ready for it to be out. I was ready for everybody <laughs> to be able to enjoy it the way, right. I, the way I wanted them to, and it just wasn't happening. I, I had shipped it off a couple times to a couple different people, and, and I got a couple rejection letters. But the rejection letters or, or the letters weren't coming in quick enough for me, so I decided to go and do it my own way. I, I went and self-published the first book, and okay. I wish I took more time with it and, and were – and I wish I was more patient with it before letting it come out wow. to the populace.
1: But but there, there is one thing, though, that I'm hearing when you say that. And that is that you didn't wait. You didn't get the opportunity that you wanted right away, but you didn't wait. You went ahead and you tried it anyway. Right. And that's, that's something that people, they underestimate. You have to be willing to go after what you want. If there's something, if there's a goal... I don't care if you don't know everything you need to know. If you're moving towards the direction of your goal, you're bumping into somebody that has the information you need.
2: And you're absolutely right.
1: And but it it he got started. He got moving in the right direction. And now, like I said, he has he's going to be producing books, you know, one after another. He's it, it's not going to take nine months the next time. Right. It's not going to take you know what it took the first time. But he got started. And you have to start somewhere. It could be you know somebody might want to be an artist. They may want to be a painter. They may want to be a DJ. They may want to be You know, an actress, an actor, but you got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. So continuing on, um, what tips do you have for, um, you know, aspiring writers to complete their writing projects?
2: Well, this one is simple. Um, My my, my simple tip to everybody who who has, because everybody has a story to tell. Right. If you want to write, just keep writing.
1: Mm-hmm. When, when you
2: think you've written enough, you you write some more. Right. At all times, you should be writing. At, at any time of the day, you should be putting pen to paper or uh, fingers to keys. Whatever whatever your niche is, you need to be writing. Mm-hmm. And secondly, and, and and this one is just as important as the first, write for yourself right. because no matter what anybody else says about what you're writing, if you're if you're writing for yourself, you'll always be happy with the work you're doing. Right. And eventually, it will sell. It it will cross over to the people that you want it to cross over to. Right, right,
1: right. And it's funny you say that because, like, I, I write self-help, like, right. you know, nonfiction. And I write workbooks. And there's some, even some of the articles I've written online, you know, people are still, I still get emails from all over the world with people saying that my writing has, has touched their lives. But the, the the formula for me is simple. I'm writing that to myself, like just like you said. I'm exactly. coaching myself through that because sometimes I have to actually go back to this stuff and it's a blueprint for me. So, you know so you know, listen to what he's saying. It, it it's it's sometimes you have to you have to, to impress yourself. And if you can impress yourself through the project, you know, somebody else is gonna pick up on it and, and, and feed off of it. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be what gets them through a lot of you know difficult times. <laughs> so, Haseem, do you have any uh writing quirks? I know I I, know I got tons of them, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it's funny you ask that too. Um, I think one of the the things that I do that a lot of writers don't I, I know some writers actually have uh, tape recorders all the time. Okay. I have a PDA, and it, it's a T-Mobile MDA PDA. Okay. And it, it's, at this point, it's not even on anymore, but it has Microsoft Word. <laughs> and I write on my PDA more – the first two books, I had to write about 80% of both books on my PDA wow. and then transfer it over to the computer. And <laughs> what that does for me is that gives me the, the ability to write whenever and wherever I am, and right. I love it.
1: Right, right. That's that's hot stuff right there. And, it's you know, sometimes you need that, that type of – you know, people may look at it as a quirk, but it's also – it's a, a tool for you to keep moving in the right direction. I mean, that's that's good stuff, you know, just getting people ideas. So when did you consider yourself to be an author?
2: Wow. Um, to be honest, I have a little trouble with this question. Because with the title author, it's a certain distinction. It's mm-hmm. a certain amount of uh, of success that goes with it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't feel like I can consider myself an author just yet. Okay. Now I'm still a, I'm still on the process. I'm a writer. I'm a bona fide writer. <laughs> but I'm still in the process of becoming an author. Okay. Um. And I and I do hope with my next couple of releases that or my next release that I. Accomplish that goal. That is one of my next goals.
1: Okay. Well, what so what do you enjoy the most and the least about being an author slash writer?
2: Um, the biggest enjoyment for me is the reaction that I get from my readers. Okay. Um, I, I've been lucky enough to have a blog spot and be able to interact with readers. And then I know a lot of people that have uh, bought the book so far. So I I get to interact with them and and find out what they liked, didn't like, uh, what part they really enjoyed of the books. I I get a a chance to actually get feedback from them. And that has to be some, that has to be the most, it's a very special feeling. I'll say that. Right. Um, I also, Enjoy creating something from nothing. Like it's like you you give me an empty page and I get to create whatever I want on it, and that's a, a special feeling in itself. Right. right. Um,
1: that's, that's hot. What I
2: what I think I what I don't like or what I enjoy the least is probably the pay at this point, <laughs> <laughs> but that that's soon to change. Right. Um, no, but seriously, I would have to say. um the hardest part to me is convincing people to purchase a part of myself. Wow. Um, because once you once you actually take the time to write it and 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 create it, it's hard it, it, it's a hard blow when people aren't interested is yeah. what I, was.
1: I I totally understand. I, I totally understand that. Um you it's like you you pour your heart out, you pour your soul out and, and nobody's coming to um, well, not so much nobody, but they're not coming as fast as you want them
2: to. Exactly.
1: But I think the um the one thing I'll I'll say for that is that when you put your heart and soul into something, you like I said was saying before, you put your best foot forward. There, somebody's going to read that book. Somebody's going to read your books, and I can guarantee you, you know, you putting your best foot forward, you putting your heart and your soul into this thing, somebody's going to read it that is in a position to take that book. In. To make it more visible. Even today, being on this show, I, I believe somebody's gonna hear this, hear this podcast, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be interested in what you're doing because, you know, you're, you're doing, you're living a dream now, and you're stepping out, you know, on faith. You're, you're, you're walking towards the the direction of your goals, and this is something I want everybody to hear. When you're walking in the direction of your goals, it may not be easy. Because, you know, it, it was never this this life was never guaranteed to be easy, but things will, you'll see just supernatural things happen for you because you won't give up and you and you want this because it it's was put inside of you. It's inside of you and it's burning and it's got to come out. Well, that's what these books are for you. That's what I see these books are. You know, people, somebody's going to see, it's like you light yourself on fire and the world want to come watch you burn. And that's what you're doing now. And, and you know, it, it's not an easy task to be an uh, author at, by any means. And it's not an easy task, like you said, to try to sell something that, you know, you put your heart and soul into. You you know that you really couldn't even put a price on it. But you you know, if you had to put a price on it, fifteen ninety nine is a, is acceptable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my man, man, I had to, I had to go there with that one. <laughs> I,
2: I, I like that one. I appreciate that, man. It is an acceptable price.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what are you working on now, man?
2: Um, right now I'm in the finishing processes. I'm, I'm putting the finishing touches on the congregation. Okay. Uh, it'll be my third book. And right now that's a working title. It, it's subject to change at any time, okay. depending on what what who the ending of the book takes. Um, but it is due to release later this year. Okay. The basis of it is uh, three married couples, and they all attend the same church. And each each couple is dealing with their own set of marital issues.
1: Okay. Okay. So um, what's the inspiration for this book?
2: Well, (laughs) uh, it's funny that you ask. Um, It it seems that a lot of people, in my opinion, and and this is strictly my opinion, in, in our day and age, a lot of people tend to get married, especially younger people, I would say anybody in the dynamic of, I want to say 40 and under, but I would be best to say 35 and under. Okay. You you, you tend to see that a lot of these marriages don't work like you. Like you remember when grandma and granddad got married. Right. and They were married for 50 years <laughs> on top ends. of 50 years. Nowadays, people tend to get married and it and it might last 10 years. And then if you, you 10 years, have... Right. Right. If it lasts 10 years, Um, I'm I'm pretty much going to discuss that um, because a lot of people tend to get married for the wrong reasons these days. We get married because it's the next step. We might get married because um, we got somebody pregnant. Um, (laughs) We might get married for a lot of reasons that are not the right reasons. Right. with that said, a lot of times it's doomed to fail before it really gets started. And wow. then a lot of people get married so young that they don't really know themselves. They haven't had a chance to experience life. Wow. And you're 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 attempting to make a life with another person that when you don't really know yourself, you don't know what you like. So how is it that you're gonna settle to make to to try to make a relationship that serious of a relationship work with a person and you don't know what you like?
1: That's that's food for thought there. Uh, you know, like I said, when people download this podcast and anybody's listening to it live, I mean that's something to consider. You know, you really that's even and one thing I'll, I'll say is this. You know, even tying into that, as a person who's a dreamer and a visionary, you have to be really careful anyway who you who you connected to as far as, like, your mate, because if your mate doesn't see it, it's going to be hard to try to execute it.
2: You're absolutely right.
1: It's going to be hard to try to execute it. But, uh, Hazeem, we I mean, we've, we've had you here, and we appreciate having you here. Real quickly, tell the people where they can find your books and where they can, how they can get in touch with you.
2: Uh, You definitely can get, uh, first and foremost, Mom, I have to thank you for having me here. Oh, no problem, man. But you definitely can get the book, books at um um you also can please come and join me at uh conver- at uh com i'm available you can always hit me up on facebook uh i have a myspace Hashem author myspace And I'm also available at your nearest Barnes & Nobles and Borders as well. Okay. So check me out in all those places, but please definitely stop by the the blog spot. We we have a lot of great conversations going on, and you can purchase the book directly from there.
1: Okay. And like I said, we're definitely going to uh, be in touch, sir, and um, we thank you for coming out today.
2: No problem. Have a great day, Miles, and I'm enjoying the show.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Now, people... Like I said, I promised you today that we were gonna have a, a, a group of dynamic guests to come on the show. Uh, my next guest um again doesn't fall off by any, any stretch of the imagination. In fact, we're we're building off the uh off this good energy now that we got started here. Um our next guest also hails from Detroit. Um she's a dynamic woman of fashion. She is the founder of A Little Off-The-Top Productions, and she serves as an image consultant and stylist. Let us welcome to the show Miss Leela Pitts. Hello, Leela. Hello, Leela. Leela, are you there? Oh, hello. Hello, Leela, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. I thought I lost you for a minute. <laughs> it's it's uh, such an honor to have you on the show today.
0: Likewise.
1: Um. So, Lela, tell, tell us more about what you do.
0: Well, I do several things, as I've told you before. Um, I am a cosmetologist, number one, Life okay. a licensed cosmetologist, and I do um, runway styling. Okay. The business that I'm really passionate about now Instead of a person, say you have a child and you desire for them to have a birthday party, instead of getting a clown for the event, you would contact me and I would come in and I would actually come to the party with wardrobe, full wardrobe, makeup artists, photographers, and music, a DJ. And we would set up a runway. We educate the children that's at the party on the actual uh, science and art of the runway. Okay. And um, we style them. And it's just a, it's just a big ball. We build confidence while doing that as well.
1: Okay. Speaking of confidence, um, you no, know, I, I I know you now to be a visionary, to be a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, what role would you say that confidence plays in um, someone accomplishing their goals that they they set for themselves?
0: Confidence is is key. Confidence is number one. If you don't have the confidence to pursue your dreams, you're not going to pursue them. Right. So I, my confidence comes from knowing who I am and whose okay. I am. Okay. When you when you know who you are and what you want to do, like you were talking about, or the guest before, um, having a roadmap to your success. Yes. That's where my confidence comes from, knowing exactly what I want, and that entails gives me the um, vision to follow through.
1: Okay. Because following through is is, the, is really important, people. If you don't, you can start, but if right. you don't finish, I mean, it's like, what, where were you doing? Like, I mean, why, why did you even show up?
2: <laughs> Sometimes you, you
1: gotta, you gotta follow through. Even, you know, to go take a parallel to to how a, a baseball pitcher works. If a pitcher doesn't follow through, well, a lot of times they, they have control issues. They don't th- put the ball where it belongs, and sure. they don't, they're not successful. But the successful pitchers are the ones who who can put the ball right where it needs to be and strike people out because they're they're following through with the pitch. And that's how you have to do it with your dreams. You got to follow through with your dreams. You got to if there's something you really want to do, you got to go after it. Like I was saying before with our last guest, that if there's something inside of you that you really want to accomplish, set forth to do it and see what happens. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. But,
1: but moving forward, um, Lila, using the um, you know I, I know this has been this thing has been beaten like a horse, but um the um, using the Chris Brown Rihanna saga as an example, how would you encourage someone whose self esteem has been broken into, into little pieces to pick up those pieces and start over?
0: well I would encourage I would tell someone who's experienced a situation like that definitely to seek help to pray, number one, right. and to seek help. You know, there's countless amounts of individuals who's trained and to pick you back up and help you get back up. It may be in the church. Uh, it could be someone who has a license to deal with those types of things. But a lot of times when your self-esteem is so shattered and so broken, you definitely need to be repaired. It definitely needs to be repaired.
1: Right. So I
0: would I would advise people, you know, to seek help.
1: Right. I think that um, you know, just going on what you're saying there is that a lot of people sometimes they don't see that they need help. Absolutely. And and like for for people like that, like if you're the friend of a person who, who's in that situation, how could you advise that friend to to help their friend?
0: Well, you know, and and piggybacking off of what you just said, I actually believe that. The individual may see that they need help, but they really don't know how to get the help. Um, a lot of times when a person is in a position where they need help, they're crying out in the things that they're doing. It may be um, excessive amounts of something. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. I, I would, If I had a friend that was um, going through a situation where I saw that they were in an abusive relationship and they needed help, I would, you know, directly, you know, tell them, you know, hey, this is – prayerfully and in love of course this is what i see and you know these are these are the options that you have to correct the situation
1: right and i think like you said the key part is there in in love a lot of times people you know they they see they think they know what's best for you and they they don't necessarily portray it to you in a loving manner i think that that's that's key if you really want to help somebody you really care about it you have to still do it in love you have to still do it you know with a caring heart because if you don't it's it's like hey what you know you're beating them up worse than the other person beating them up
0: <laughs> right right
1: well, you know you i see you i know you to be a um an image consultant
2: mm-hmm.
1: what are some tips you could give to let's say uh, our our gentleman listeners you know okay the springtime is coming up uh I know that a lot of men may not understand the importance of keeping their nails done um what are some tips you can give to a man to that he can still be a masculine man but to present himself in a, you know, better, more polished way?
0: Absolutely. I would love to help you with that. Um, number one, hygiene. Hygiene is key. Okay. Um, that's uh, whether it's washing your hair, you know, keeping your hair clean. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of men, you know, are always on the go. You know, they work out and things like that. So that's or their hair is a lot longer than Usual these days, so that's not usually a number one priority. Um, washing the hair, um, cleaning your nails, often getting a pedicure, a manicure. Um, I know a lot of men don't think of a pedicure as something being something that's masculine, but um, that's part of hygiene. You know, when you get a pedicure, you're actually, you know, it's cleaning under your nails and under your toes and removing dead skin and stuff like that.
1: Um, Stop cutting holes in your socks too.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) Jesus. Absolutely. Um, Another thing a lot of men don't know is that, um, and I like to tell people this, I I like to educate people on their hygiene, especially men, that um, the deodorant that they wear, which is a lot of times, we don't know this, is antiperspirant, which tells your body not to perspire. Okay. So a lot of times when they do wear that, they're telling their body not to perspire, so your sweat glands is um, secreting and it's coming out of your pores some type of way. And it usually comes out, if it can't come out in your sweat glands, it comes out in your scalp. So a lot of times I see that on a lot of my male clients' scalp, where they're wow. not properly using the proper shampoo or properly washing their hair when they're when they're using the antiperspirant deodorant. Wow. So I always advise my clients to, you know, mix it up, use a, a regular deodorant and an antiperspirant deodorant only when they're doing like a regular workout regimen. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would have never known that. I'm, see, I'm glad I asked you that question now because I, now I know. <laughs>
0: hmm Yeah. So, And also, you know, with the springtime coming along, a lot of my clients are male, and um, I advise them, you know, healthy eating habits. That's, you know, fashion is not just about clothes. It's about the overall image of a person. And as an image consultant, I deal with the whole person, um, inside and outside. So, you know your eating habits um is a part of the you know something that I work with with people um um just a balance in your overall being
1: okay okay and um you know we have to we are we're, we're like really excited about you know this this is good information you're giving us um mm-hmm. how can we find you i mean where you know if I'm looking for you know your shop, I'm looking for you know you as an image consultant how can I find you
0: well you can find me at the dot com. Okay. And I'm also on Facebook, Lila Pitts.
1: Is Yes. Okay. Okay, Lila, it's been a great honor having you here.
0: Um, okay. You've been a, Thank a you very major much.
1: blessing to us, and um, I look forward to bringing you back on. For you know what? Why don't we do this? Can I bring you back on to to give fashion and hygiene tips?
0: Absolutely, I would love that.
1: Okay, I want to do that. I want to I want to bring you back on uh, you know some some later shows in the uh, season and just to give people tips to keep them moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Okay, we I'll we, be
0: thank
1: we thank you for that.
0: Okay, well, thank you, Miles.
1: You're so welcome.
0: You have a great day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> See there, I, I learned some new today myself people that I, I didn't know that when you use an antiperspirant that, you know, it comes out through your hair like Wow, <sighs> gotta wash my hair more frequently. <laughs> but um, we're gonna keep moving right along. Like I said, again, more dynamic, dynamic guests, dynamic guests, dynamic guests. Uh, our next guest is a wonderful life coach from St. Louis, Missouri. She is an alum of the University of Michigan, and her area expertise is uh, teaching people how to walk in confidence and building self-esteem. So, without further ado. Let's introduce Miss Natasha Allen to the show. Hello. Hello, Natasha.
3: Hi.
1: How are you doing?
3: I'm good. I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm phenomenal. It's Great. absolutely it's an absolute honor having you on the show today.
3: No, thank you for inviting me. I do appreciate <laughs> this. Thank <laughs> you.
1: You're so welcome. Um, we were talking earlier, um, about confidence and walking in confidence. I know that's one of your areas of expertise. Yes. Um, are there any tips that you can give our listeners to, to walk in confidence so that they can can walk in the direction of their dreams?
3: Yeah, there's actually – I have about four tips that I can give everyone. Um, I think my first tip would be when you feel yourself about to shrink back, just find one thing that you can do that's different from what you would normally do. Okay. So – For instance, I'll give you a real-life universal circumstance that I think everybody has dealt with at some point in our lives, and it it surrounds, of course, money. Okay. Um, I had an experience a while ago where someone owed me a large sum of money. Okay. Um, So they came to me, and they gave me, I think I counted about five excuses (laughs) (laughs) of of why they couldn't give me the money. And so I thought, okay, this is a situation where I could either shrink back or I could just say one thing that would change the course of this conversation. So, And that's my biggest thing is just say one thing. If you can't really say all that you really want to say, just find that one thing that's different to say. Yeah, so I would say the thing with being confident is that you have to remain in your peace. So don't react. Just respond, and there's there's a huge difference between reacting and responding because when you react, your mind is racing. There's no coherent thought. There's a state of confusion. However, when you respond, you, you speak from a place of peace. Okay. And you're, de- you're you're more decisive in your actions, and you have full assurance of what you actually want to do. Okay. Um, so, again, just don't shrink back. Don't react but respond, and just do one thing differently. Um in building confidence, sometimes you you really have to just work up to walk in the fullness of your confidence because for some people it's not a immediate thing. It's a step by step process for some. Okay. The second thing that I would say is that you have to begin to trust yourself.
1: Okay. That's definitely Um, key.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that it really is that that is definitely the key. Um, those of us that battle with the lack of self confidence, and I say us only because there was a long stint in my life where I suffered from a lack of self, a lack of confidence and low self esteem. So you really, you really have to begin to just trust yourself. Don't be afraid to hear yourself speak. Really try to project your voice because this is where your respect from others will come. And so when you project your voice, people will begin to listen. And Miles, I tell you one thing that I love about the Bible, in particular the New Testament, is that whenever Jesus spoke. People believed him, but he spoke with all boldness, confidence, and authority. And so that's why I say that, you know, the second tip of mine is just trusting yourself. You have to right. find and project your voice in each situation, whether it's personal or professional. And then really just be willing to step out there and say what you mean and mean what you say, but say it with boldness, confidence, and authority.
1: And that's, that's a key, another key there, boldness. boldness. Yeah. You, you're not going to do anything successful. Without boldness, you have to be able to to, to stand tall, to be able to exactly. stand up, and to, to walk in the direction of your. Path. I keep saying this: you have to walk in the direction of your goals, exactly. and it takes boldness to do that. You can't you can't be common and do that. You can't be, you know, you can't worry about pleasing everybody and doing that at the same time. That's also, exactly. you know, uh, you know, piggybacking on what Natasha is saying is that you have to, you know, your confidence comes in, in your boldness, and you have to be able to, to move forward. Confidence also moves regardless of what people think about you.
3: Exactly. exactly. And we saw Jesus heal so many people. Right. But he did it with boldness and confidence. He spoke a word, and they were healed. You know, so so that that would definitely be my thing. Just walk and speak with boldness, confidence, and authority. And project your voice, because I know as someone that suffered from um a lack of confidence i was almost afraid of my own voice because i wow. i didn't have that assurance that what i was saying was true i didn't believe what i was saying over half the time and sometimes <laughs> it was just a general conversation right. you know but i was almost afraid to hear my own voice
1: wow yeah wow um, that, <laughs> wow I, yeah. I, just, I i have to tell you this if I was to sit here and tell you, like, I've never had any self-esteem issues. I've never had any confidence issues. I'd be lying to you. Yeah. Some of the very things that she's saying, I know firsthand. I've dealt with it. I Sometimes I would speak low to try to, you know, sound sound like I'm saying something but not be really audible. So if it sounds, if they think the what I'm saying is stupid, then it, well, they really didn't hear it, so it didn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We're not, uh-huh. not, not walking in that confidence and that boldness that she's talking about. You know, that's. It, it 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 changes things when you when you can project your voice. I mean, just being confident to say what's inside of you. I mean, that's that's dynamic stuff.
3: Yeah, I was actually queen of flying under the radar. <laughs> I, I really was. I I thought it was a good thing. I thought it was cute. I, you know, <laughs> I, you
2: know,
3: I thought I was really getting away with with things when I would fly under the radar, but it hurt me. Right. And so it took longer. To be able to find and project my voice, but when I really realized that I no longer want the title of being queen of flying under the radar, I really had to make the changes, and that started with really just not shrinking back and trusting myself and projecting my voice.
1: Wow, well, this is this is this stuff may seem simple, but it is simple. It, solutions yeah. solutions are simple. It's when you're thinking with a problem problematic mindset that things become complex. In, in a solution-minded person, things become simple. Things become, they get reduced. You you see things for what they really are. You see the components. People, a lot of times, confidence is just merely stepping out. It's just merely stepping out. It's not saying, I, I say this a lot. The difference between the hero and the coward is that the hero had enough courage to move. They both had the fear. The fear was present in both of them.
3: Yeah.
1: There was no difference in the, the fear that was, that was in both of them. But the hero had just enough courage to move
2: out.
3: Yeah. And, you know, Miles, to piggyback off of that, um, this actually kind of leads into my third point. But One of my, my favorite quotes is by Les Brown, and he says, Most people fail in life not yeah. because they aim too high, And miss but they aim too low and hit
2: yes yes
3: so you have to be willing to step out and my third um, tip is actually to begin writing encouraging and motivational quotes and scriptures on index cards now you can actually purchase index cards on a spiral rule almost like a notebook but it's in a spiral it's in an index card format and this is something that I've actually been doing since I was 17 um, in the beginning, it will take you a while, but, you know, listen for those key scripts or listen for those key quotes, um, get in your Bible, find scriptures. And, and what I love about writing them on index cards is that you can take it anywhere. You can have it at your desk at work. For the ladies, you can keep it in your purse, wherever. But I found that this is one thing that has kept me motivated and encouraged throughout my day.
2: That's
1: that and i can i can attest to that myself like i actually i do little things like that i i'll write little affirmations and or uh scriptures out on a, um on like a i take i actually cut them in half so i can put them in my in my wallet
3: okay wow,
1: and um or i put them on a mirror and you know just to have them there you know it 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 matters it 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 changes the whole course of how everything is going because now I, I see something positive. And every time I see something positive, it fires me up. And I just want to do exactly. something else.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, the word says faith comes by hearing and right. hearing by the word of God. Well, the thing about the index cards is that if you write them down, you write down the quotes, you write down the scriptures, you say them out loud.
1: Right. And, right. you
3: know, another thing, Miles, is, is something that I, I've done that I don't think anyone knows. And this is kind of a tip for the ladies. Um, I take my eyeliner pencil, mm-hmm. and in my bathroom, whatever I want to overcome, I write. I write it on my mirror. Right. So whenever I walk in that bathroom, I can see it on my mirror. It may sound crazy, but when you are dealing with self-esteem issues, it is no holds barred. Right.
0: Whatever
3: may seem crazy, that may be your ticket to overcome. Right. So right. um, my sports is to create a pause in your week and, if possible, in your day. So when I say create a pause, I mean create a time that is devoted to no one other than you. Right. And this, again, is a place where having the encouraging quotes and scriptures on the index cards can help. Um, During this time of pause, you want to be able to recap all the obstacles you've overcome, all the times when you were able to say what you mean and mean what you say, the times where you had the opportunity to shrink back but didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, During this pause, you can read a book, you know, read articles, anything, but just step into a place of peace because you want to be able to create, you want to be able to celebrate your accomplishments. One thing that I would always do was during a 40-hour work week, at least three days a week, I would step away. I would actually go to a local park. I would sit in the park. I would read a book or I would get my index card, and I would start speaking, you know, some of those quotes, some of the scriptures. But you want to make sure that it's a, you're creating an internal and external place of peace, an atmosphere of peace. This all really ties into your confidence because right. you do need peace on the inside. Once you have that peace on the inside, you can project whoever you desire to be. You can project more in your voice. You know, you're able to stand in a place of peace and be who you are. Be willing and be confident to be who you are.
1: Right. That that's definitely important, Natasha. We we have to um we we just went over a time limit. If you want to stay on here, I actually have one more guest on here. We're going to the show is still recording, um, and this this podcast will be available you know after we finish. I want you to stay on because I want to have a, an open discussion with our next guest. Um. Our next guest um, needs no introduction. He's he's a, a regular on the show. Um, I welcome back to the show Mr. Clark Scott. Mr. Scott? Clark? I think I lost Clark. Well, Natasha, are you still there?
3: I'm here. <laughs> okay.
1: Well. well, I want you to go ahead and um, and just say what you feel then. You know, this this is a, a moment I think people are going to, when they hear this podcast, and you've given them four tips for how to walk in confidence, how to be you know, to to take authority, how to not to shrink back and things like that. What would you suggest to somebody who is definitely you know they definitely they they definitely know that there's something great inside of them. It's not they don't know whether it's confidence or self esteem or whatever it is something something. There's a, there's a hindrance in them getting from point A to point B. And point B is the next step for, for, towards their dreams. What my, would you say to them?
3: My advice would be to be brutally honest with yourself. Okay. And, uh, and align yourself with, with at least one other person that will be brutally honest with you. Because sometimes we know our problem, right. but it's, it's getting it from our mind to our mouth. Right. So when you're able to transform it to, from your mind to your mouth and actually speak it, that's where your release comes from. Right. You are actually able to verbally say, you know what? I have issues with confidence. I have low self esteem. That's where your freedom starts to come. And then you're able to walk it out. Because okay. from that point, you'll start to begin to say, okay, what do I need to do about this? but you have to confront it and you have to be honest with yourself about what your issues are. And sometimes it's the most embarrassing thing. Sometimes mm. it's the thing that we think that no one knows, or it's the thing that we really do not ever want to admit. Right. But when you hide them, you essentially kill part of who you are. Mm. So to mm. give birth to that, you need to start speaking it. It, it. You have to look at it as it is what it is, but if I'm gonna get over it, I have to confront it and I have to walk through it.
1: You said something that really just caught my attention. You you're saying basically when you don't say what you need to say, you're in in suppressing it, you're killing yourself. Exactly. Wow.
3: Exactly. And you know, it's it's a it's a scripture in the Bible, Proverbs twenty nine, eighteen, it says without a vision the people perish.
0: Right.
2: When you,
3: define, when you define the word perish, it literally means to die, to stop living, to stop working. Wow. Yeah. So you have to confront those issues because when you confront them, that's where you get the confidence to be who you are, to say what you need to say and mean what you say. And wow. then you can start you can start to get a vision. To where you want to go you can step into point B
1: Wow <laughs> I said, I'm, you know what I, I'm taking notes I don't know about nobody else but I'm taking notes <laughs> this is um again like I said this is dynamic stuff um, like I said I personally I know that when I write my books I was saying earlier with uh, one of the other guests that when I write my books I actually write this stuff to myself these are like blueprints to myself just in case You know, I I get lost along the way. Um, When you're coaching people, how much of of, of the information that you give them is, like, um, self-examined work?
3: All of it. Um, There is not one thing that I have coached someone on that I've not been through, whether it's personal or professional. Um, And, you know, I, I definitely believe in divine connection. So I I believe that everyone that I have been able to coach and mentor um, have been in my life for a reason because each situation was extremely different, but I've encountered each one.
1: Right, right, right. And I'm just thankful because there are a lot of people who won't admit that. There are a lot of people that they want to make it seem like they're just, you know, all, you know, got everything together and that there's nothing wrong with them. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want that type of person. Can't tell me anything. Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: And I want somebody who's lived it. I want somebody who, who's went through it. So and they may be still battling, but they they're still coming through it. And exactly. And as long as somebody is willing to to put their best foot forward, like I said earlier, you got to keep putting your best foot forward. I think that um. I think that it's, it's important that you you hook up with a person, like I said, it's important who you connect with. You need to connect with somebody who actually lives the stuff they actually you know they know what they're talking about hey i know what it's like to to be depressed because i don't think i can get get something done
3: exactly i know
1: exactly what it feels like and it doesn't feel good uh,
3: yeah. but
1: in the same sense i also know how to come through it
3: right and that that's that's the key right there you found a way to come through it or either you're coming through it right right now
1: right i'm 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 telling you that this is um this is one of those things Since You know I've been doing The coaching And I, since I've been Motivating people A lot of people Don't realize that that the, the, Sometimes the very person that, that Can help you Is going through The very same thing That they're helping you with
0: yes. And that's
1: the reason Why they know it so well
3: Exactly
1: I even hear my pastor Saying a lot of times That when he gives the word You know Sometimes he don't want To give the word Because it's cutting him too
3: <laughs> Right
1: <laughs> and, and that's that's some deep stuff, man. You know, you you're trying to really be, you know, super deep, and 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 what you're saying it's affecting you too. It's like, wow, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I deal with that myself. Hold on, wait a minute. Do I have to say this? <laughs> but in in doing that, now you actually put yourself in a position where, when you're a transparent, like, and I'm talking to people who now who are coaches, who are trainers, when you're transparent, people will listen to you better. If they don't think that if if you sit here and you try to make me think that you're perfect, or you try to make me think that you have no flaws and that you're perfect and that everything you do works, everything you've ever done works. There's nothing you can tell me because I haven't had that lifestyle all my life, yeah. and even today I still don't have that lifestyle where everything always works. Right. I have faith that it will, but a lot of times you know I still have to I have to face it through because it, it immediately it may not work. <laughs> immediately it may not look like it's happening, but you know, that's really important for your clients if they don't think that you are – if they think that you're perfect. If they think, and if you're presenting yourself as perfect, you are – you're not going to have many clients.
3: Exactly. Yeah, when I – especially when I counsel young girls. Mm-hmm they They look at me and they they really think I have it all together and then when i when we start to dig into their life and see what they've been through, mm-hmm. then that's when I'm able to be transparent and you know sometimes you'll you know they'll look at me like, "Wow, right, I would have never thought, but it's a journey, it is a journey, and you have to find those things that will just keep you encouraged, but again, I go back to being honest with yourself, right. Really being honest with yourself, but it, it's amazing how many people that when you reach a certain place they see you one way, but then you have to be so transparent to let them know. Wait, I, I've I've been been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and I burned it.
0: <laughs> I burned
3: it up. <laughs> so um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I I agree with you. I don't want anyone counseling me if they've never been through anything because there's no wisdom there.
1: Mhm. And that's amazing because. A lot of people are, um, a lot of people really need help. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good people out there that, that battle with stuff that they would never tell you about yeah. because they're scared that, that if they tell you about it, well, you know, you'll probably start beating them up because they're not perfect or they're, they don't have it all together because, you know, such and such has it all together. Well, truth of the matter is, if there's going to be very few people, there's going to be very few people that you ever meet that have everything all together. And, and I can guarantee this: you're not going to find anybody that has it all together. Right. There's only been one person that has ever walked the face of this planet that had it all together. One. And he had to die so that you can actually live.
3: Exactly.
1: Wow. I'm. Um. I have to tell you this: I, I'm excited about the fact that people can can come and, and meet people like like yourself. And get help because you're not going. I, I feel it. You know, you, you're not a judgmental person. If somebody really need, if there's something that you can help with, especially the confidence and the self-esteem things, you know, I'm very, I'm really, really, really confident that anybody who, you know, has enough, you know, wherewithal to to actually listen to what you're saying and 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 feed off what it is you're giving them, I believe that they can be helped. I believe that they can be helped, you know, in a tremendous way, and I think that, um, you know, we, we're here you know, as coaches, as motivators, as, you know, encouragers, exhorters, whatever you want to call it, because we're needed. And, you know, we're doing this out of, from our heart because we know, I mean, I can speak for myself, myself, I know you can too, Natasha, that it actually, it's hard sometimes doing what we do.
3: Yeah. It's hard
1: because it people expect you to have it all. If people, expect yeah. to if people expect you to know everything, people expect you to be, you know, invincible sometimes and, and to just be there for them all the time and, you know, being an encourager and, and, and a motivator in and and, and your family, people automatically now want to call and be like, hey, um, I need help. Uh, I need somebody to talk to. And it's yeah. always you're the person they want to call and talk to. So you have to be careful with that as well. You don't want to get burned out. You don't want to get, ty- you know, run down. You know, being an encourager, being uh, somebody that that has a optimistic view on life, because people, sometimes people are, are selfish and they just want to run run you down. They'll use your energy and and run off. but um, right. As a coach, Natasha, what do you what would you suggest to another coach, and um, how to, to properly deal with you know taking a downtime so that you don't burn out? Oh,
3: uh, definitely. I I would suggest number one you need someone to coach you and mentor you as well, because when you're feeding, you run out, and you need to be fed. So you find someone that can feed into you or that can pour into you. Right. While you're feeding, someone else is pouring into you. That's number one. Number two, I go back again to creating a pause for yourself. Create that time, and, and of course, I'm a woman, so I love to do, Things that us women do, but um, for me, just for an example, um, once a quarter I take two days off of work. Mm-hmm. I go get a facial, a massage, a manicure, a pedicure. Okay. And this is once a quarter. So you find whatever works for you, but you need to be able to restore yourself one, through someone else pouring into you, and then two, for time away from everyone, everything, emails. Voicemails, everything. You take time away. Okay,
1: and that's um, one of those things I can be honest with you. I haven't mastered yet. <laughs> Sometimes I have a hard time turning my phone off, um, and I just to be completely honest with you, a lot of times I really just need to. Um, I need to take your advice and just you know just take those two days, you know, every quarter.
3: Exactly, and it, you know what? And what I do once a week on Sundays. That is my day. I do, you know, I I go to church in the morning, Mm -hmm. but after church, my cell phone is turned off. That is my day. I need to restore. Right. Because if I don't restore, then I cannot give 110% the next week. Wow. Wow. So these are things that I've come up to help myself because you give and you give and you give. You need to restore, so you can be able to
1: give. Wow, wow, and that's important. You have rest is is part of the, it has to be part of the plan. Like I, we spoke about earlier in the um, podcast about executing, you know, effectively and uh, efficiently executing your plans. What rest has to be a part of your plan. You can't just go, 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 go without having to sit down sometime and just rest. It's really important to get rest because if you um if you don't get rest, your body will shut down. And it'll shut down in ways you don't want it to shut down. and I know firsthand I've I've been to the hospital because I kept trying to go, 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 go. And my body's like, Okay, look, maybe you don't have enough common sense to shut down, but we do. And it did. And you're not effective either, <laughs> right? It was a time during finals, you know, and and everybody's trying to, you know, cram and study for the finals. And hey, we were we were trying to trying all types of methods to stay up so we can, you know, re- study for the finals. So what ended up happening in doing that, I was already tired, and then we were drinking coffee that was like, that was as strong as like, <laughs> it was strong. It was from straight from Jamaica.
3: Right. It was, it was Jamaican
1: being. coffee. So it was like, the only thing stronger than, than Jamaican coffee is Jamaican weed.
0: Oh, my god!
1: <laughs> so we were drinking this coffee, and, and I stayed up for, like, almost five days in a row because it was hard to sleep. Wow. And right around Christmas Eve, hello, what are you doing? You, you haven't slept yet. Body just shut down. I had to go to the hospital. Oh, boy. So I'm I'm telling you from first hand knowledge, you got you have to get rest. I don't care what the what's going on, especially when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with people's problems, you have to figure out you have to and you have to detox. You can't even go back to your own household with that stuff on you. You gotta detox and get it away from you. I think that's that is a, another key I would also suggest to a coach, you know, detox. Detox, detox, detox. Don't take work home with you. I know some people some coaches are... are work from home, don't take that into the rest of the house with you. Don't take people's problems with you into into your daily into your daily routine because they call you for a reason. They call you to give you the problem.
2: <laughs>
1: and I I've seen this happen before. I, I there's one person I was that I was coaching that I'd gotten, you know, to, to know personally. They would call me and unload all this stuff on me and then they'd be at the party hanging out. But I'm still at home thinking about, okay, well, how can I help this person? Okay, well, wow, what am I going to do? They have totally forgotten about everything they just told me.
3: <laughs> pass it on to you. <laughs> they pass
1: it on to me. I'm, I'm dealing with their problem now. And they're having fun. You can't take that stuff home with you, especially people who are married, people who have children. You can't afford to take, you know, somebody else's burden home with you like that. You've got to be able to, to, to detox and let that stuff go before you walk in your own house. That's one of my major suggestions as well so natasha it's it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show.
3: Thank you thank you for inviting me uh,
1: and and this has been really helpful uh it's been helpful to me I know it's gonna be helpful to the people who who are listening and also to the people who who download this podcast later on um, I definitely want to have you back. Pardon? I definitely, I, I definitely think this is this is a a great thing, um, having you know your advice and your your insight. I really appreciate you. I know the people appreciate you as well.
3: Thank you, thank you. This has definitely been fun. So I enjoy
1: it. Yes, I and mean, we like I said, we'll have you back. All
3: right.
1: So people, we've already gone twenty minutes over. I want you to uh, to know that I care about you. Um, as I sign off, I want you to remember. Don't ever give up, don't ever give up, don't ever give up, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. I said that because I mean it. Don't ever give up on your dreams. Don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. It's important because your dreams are going to your dreams are the reason why we'll see a better world. This is Miles Miller for creating a championship standard of living. God bless you and I see you next week.